0: everybody Why are you talking? we are back uh, at least this episode is just me and shane presley and if you want to know what we're talking about you can go back and listen to the last episode because he does the intro otherwise stay on and you can hear this whole thing and uh i'm sure we'll be back to normal next week so enjoy it um check out shane and his show coming up on july 23rd and that's it yeah it's the big show all right come to mind. bye Yeah, I mean, I guess it's akin to like a Cerveza of some sort. Um, Bombcast Jay, he brought it over. Uh, we recorded Tuesday night for this week. We um, were surprised that he came back because he didn't think he was going to be able to record it all this month because of kids' sports and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll like it. So here's cheers, man. But uh, let's uh, let's just jump in. So we're—I mean, of course we are back. Um, well, how's it taste? Like beer. All right. Well, I guess that'll work. <laughs> I guess that'll work. And uh, I, you, you're not going to hear any of the familiar co-host voice that are out today because we're recording an abnormally early episode. Not the earliest episode I've ever recorded. I think that still goes to Rick Dury and and uh, Andrew Tesmer of the Beer Sauce Shop Owners. I think we did an 11 a.m. episode one time because yeah. it was the only time they could get in when they were promoting, hey, we're no longer doing this male thing of beer we're opening a storefront so that's been that many years ago but 430 has got to be the newest record so that's a long-winded way of saying the reason we're recording early one i'm leaving town next week and two my guest is always busy you've heard him on the show a million times um i i think slightly more than matt f basler but uh, um i mean we have to say never is as funny i mean it's Matt, right we still have to give matt his credit Or he'll get mad at us. So, uh, but that is uh, the arch enemy to Matt F. Basler and uh, the host of the ever popular and soon to be oldest can be uh, Rock Paper Podcast. That's uh, Shane Presley's across from me. Hey, man, good to be back. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, talking about some pop culture stuff. Uh, which is always a good reason to come on because uh, you – and I feel like this season in particular has a good music influence uh, theme to it, so you're a good guy of Stranger Things. So we're going to dive into Stranger Things because I wasn't even – you've seen it all, right? Yeah. And Jay, who we recorded this week, which will be – by the time we're recording this hasn't been released yet, but he didn't watch it, so I couldn't talk with him. So when you texted, that's why I was like, well, if we can fit it in this week, let's fit it in because – you don't want to wait too long to talk about these things. We Certainly, you want to give everybody a chance to, to watch it. But at this point, I used to be like the biggest uh, a proponent of no spoilers. But at this point, with podcasts and the way they are, I'm like, fuck it. Let's talk about everything about it. So, uh, But before we jump into all that, I did mention that your podcast is getting up there. Not necessarily in the ye- years, even though you're about to be on your eighth anniversary.
1: Yeah, May, May was eight years.
0: Ago. Eight years, yeah. yeah. But more importantly... Even a bigger milestone than that, because if you break down per per, per year, how many episodes you're coming up on one thousand?
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> and, and you've got a big show planned for it.
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, July 23rd at Off Broadway in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, we're going to celebrate eight years and one thousand episodes of Rock Paper Podcast, and. Uh, calling it the big show i went i went with like whole uh, wrestling theme to it all
0: and yeah like, the big show when you first said the big show too i was yeah. thinking back when dan patrick was the host of uh sports yeah. back when we were kids and sports center was like the thing he would always lead in with welcome to the big show oh, yeah. and so but yeah your your poster and your theme is fun right
1: yeah i was like uh the whole i don't know for whatever reason it got in my head that as I was booking all this stuff, and I kept, you know, saying over and over, like, uh, "Well,
0: yeah, that's you know. the big show." Did you, did you watch wrestling when you were younger? Oh yeah. I think the yeah. single, my single favorite moment in the history of the Big Show, and he's had a lot of them. He was an entertainer, and I don't know. We're getting on sidetrack, but this is what we do. Yeah. But you remember Val Val, uh, Val Venus, oh, yeah. the great Val yeah. There was a they do those little backstage vignettes, and Big Show was pissing at a urinal, and Val Venus walks up and. Gets up to the urinal and he looks over and he goes, <laughs> and they call you the Big Show, <laughs> and so the Big Show beats the crap out of him in the bathroom. I'm like, no, that was know. the pinnacle of the attitude era. But anyway, yeah. that, that's the best wrestling joke I think nice. ever written. Yeah,
1: they, uh, So, invited a bunch of friends from the show to help celebrate, and um, I have uh, the Manus Brothers. Uh, I have Old Capital Square Dance Club,
0: which is a great name, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. they kind of like gone back and forth i think at one time they were just kind of going by old capital and then now they've embraced the square dance club again
0: well it's Uh, it's a smart it's like nobody calls credence credence clearwater revival so it's it's a great name it's it works both ways our chicago transit authority they just became chicago so so we're comparing them to the greats (laughs) so i'm sure they'd like that
1: oh yeah and uh samantha clemens uh ben diesel and Egan's Rats uh, round out the lineup. So I,
0: I do have a question with you about. Well, before we get into the lineup, I do have a question with or uh, without. Let's, let's at least talk about. Show starts January twenty or July twenty third. Sorry, I forget what month we're in. Seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, music starts at seven. Doors at six. And the uh,
0: if you buy tickets now, it's ten bucks or fourteen day of. Yep. Uh But don't wait day of. Don't be that dipshit. <laughs> it
1: right. might sell out. I think there's a minor a three dollar minor surcharge at the door, but it's all ages event, um, and um, yeah, so come on out.
0: I, now I've got two questions for you before we we move on past your show. One how do you see all ages fans out there i know you get people sometimes when we're i've been to concerts with you where people are like oh shane and uh-huh. but do you i know it's an all-ages show because of the venue and things like that right. but do you see young kids are they listening to your podcast do you know
1: i don't uh i mean based off of uh the uh, analytics that i get like it's all like Thirty-five to forty-five year old yeah. men, but but the show is open. I mean, like I don't know. Hey, you there's, got girl fans? Yeah, I've seen right. it. Well, I'm just saying, primarily. Uh, but there's a uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think you yeah, haven't come across
0: kids. some nine-year-old wearing a little shiny shirt you know, yet, have you? Because that'd not, be awesome, right?
1: right. <laughs> I uh, I my friend did buy shirts for her kids, but I don't think they listened. So but yeah, but they, still,
0: uh, I mean that's you know I just and I was more thinking of yeah. you know that really hard demographic that sixteen to eighteen. I was you know, sure. I, and I guess it, it it for me the question and the reason I want it's interesting and you'd be the guy to talk to about it uh, because you know you love the St. Louis music scene. Uh, you're probably the biggest supporter of local artists around here, so. It, I wonder what it's like for that age group for the music scene. Like, are those kids going out and seeing shows? Are they? Because that seems like if they're the kids that are f- f- fans of shows, local artists, right. they would probably be fans of your show too.
1: I mean, I, I've had some of those. There's definitely been younger kids on the show mm-hmm. plugging their music, and I'm sure their friends, yeah, listen you, the, when they're on. So but,
0: you've had, it's probably yeah. it's probably hard the hardest part to grow though, right?
1: Yeah, but they, I mean, I go to a lot of shows and support, and they're like, I mean, those guys, uh, you know, especially the young ones that when they're still in high school, they get all their friends to come out to events yeah. and stuff, so um, Blueberry Hill's actually really been super supportive uh, lately of a lot of these younger high school bands, and like, and... I'm heading there with
0: my daughter uh, next month to see a band called Sunroom.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this band opened up for Louie Tomlinson, which is one of the One Direction members, uh, we saw them for a pageant, and I dug the band, because, and I watched from a uh, dad row up top. <laughs> my daughter was down in the pit dancing and all that good stuff. But I was sitting there with her, and they're, they're uh, I mean, they, they can't be more than 20 years old, 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. They had this, like, really punky but West Coast punk kind of sound. And I was texting my daughter in between songs. I was like, I like this band. They're like a punk band, but they really sound like a California style, got kind of like a little bit of poppy punk in that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, almost like uh, I said, if, if the Beach Boys wrote punk songs, that's what they'd sound like. Yeah. And then in the middle of the show, the guy goes, we just want to thank you. This is our first major tour. It's really the first time we've ever left San Diego to go play. I'm like, well, there you go. It Nailed it. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to go to the, uh, blueberry, or the, or the Duck Room to go see that. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I haven't been back there since I went and saw Fishbone with my neighbor and Steve Ewing. And so it was us three watching Fishbone, which was pretty fun. And Steve's wife. Nice. Uh, but uh, it was an awesome. And that was the first time Fishbone had been reunited. And also a little bit of a crime that Fishbone is in the duck room. <laughs> you know, they should at least be in Delmar Hall, which wasn't open yet, or the Paget, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're like monumentally influential. But still. But anyway, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that was, you know, thinking about the young kid thing. Right. And it's cool that there is a venue out there doing it. But the other question I had as I was listening to your very funny uh, – uh uh, animated poster
1: yeah
0: uh was your lineup like you've got on this lineup and you've done this in the past very different types of music all together in one right now again this is i I just i I, the thought process about is it just some people that you feel like you want to get some more exposure or feel like they're a perfect fit are you do you take like 12 bands and whittle it down
1: well this one in particular was kind of also difficult uh because it was um you know kind of a late booking like so that was um you know that's so i that made complicated things a little bit but we i figured uh, the, the date was open i was gonna make the best of it and i called on a bunch of friends and people showed up for me and um, but also, like all these people, I do, I do believe that either uh, if you don't know their names, you should. Yeah. And, uh, but also, I wanted I, and we haven't done a birthday party since nineteen. I did uh, one at Broadway Oyster Bar. And it, well, the,
0: I, and the next year was COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right. so, so yeah.
1: And then like, but in nineteen, I tried to cater it more to like a a specific sound. It was more like a blues rock thing.
0: Yeah, that was a lineup filled with kind of the same sound, and that's yeah. why I wanted to ask you about this one because. And I don't think I think fans of your show are going to come out. But in terms of people that are coming out to see the artists, I always wonder right. if there's a fear like I've got this more hip hop influenced style and this more bluegrass style. Is some of their fans not going to want to come out because the bluegrass person's sure.
1: there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean I don't know. There's a, I I'm hoping that I think uh, I've always kind of got a uh, pretty good re- reaction. Like when I've done this in the past, like people are like. Well, I probably wouldn't have gone to see this, you know, hip hop group, um, you know, because it's not really my thing. But the fact that they're here and I'm like, and I enjoy what they're doing, so and that's like.
0: Well, that's the best way to look at right. it too. You're bringing more fans that otherwise wouldn't give that other fan. But you yeah. know, one of the great things about you, and it's one thing that you know why you get so many, so much love from the local music is because I think. <laughs> I think, and, and I'm, I'm I'm, putting words in everyone else's mouth that knows you. I think the great thing about you is you, the way I see you and the way you put out in the world is you don't think about, well, what happens if people... You think about, one, like you said, these are names people should know, and two, maybe it will open up a world of music for someone else, and that's the way you approach it, and I think that comes across when you yeah. have a lineup like that.
1: I hope so. I mean, like I, I want people to open their mind to a little bit more um just different you know different music i mean there's a lot of great stuff going on but like so this lineup in particular egan's rats is like a hip-hop yeah uh they sound cool yeah
0: i checked out everybody after you i saw your poster
1: they're they're a lot of fun really uh talented group of guys and uh and ben diesel's kind of more pop punk influenced uh then we got um samantha Clemens is kind of more folk r&b songwriter um and uh Old Capitol Square dance clubs kind of got a little country rock and roll thing, kind of a you know Rolling Stones kind of thing at times. You know, it's like a, and then um, then uh, Mass Brothers is kind of like this, kind of uh, like a hard, gritty, uh, heavy blues kind of sound.
0: Now they were, I don't, I don't know how. I, I guess I can ask you this too: uh, Are they what going to be considered the headliner? Yeah, yeah, because they're the first ones you mentioned on the poster. Now, right. do you determine who's the headliner just by? How do you figure that one out?
1: Uh, I mean, it really uh, there's really, <laughs> really no proper headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just I would say they're they're the headliner because they're going to go on last.
0: They get uh, everyone's getting equal time. There's right. no, there's not five bands getting ten minutes yeah. and one band getting forty. It's right. everybody's getting how how long does everybody get play?
1: Forty five minutes uh,
0: each person. Yeah. So you're going to go till midnight. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good show for the price. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, but uh, the only reason I'm really putting them on last is because they're probably the, the loudest and. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> think, let people get nice uh, and right. Yeah, that makes they're, sense.
1: They're, uh, I mean, I love them, but they're they're definitely not for everybody. If you're like, you know. Uh, you know some of the older crowd, maybe, or whatever it is. I don't know, but maybe they will love them. I don't know. But well, their
0: sound was awesome, I, uh, and I, you lead off the poster yeah. with that, and they sound great,
1: right? I but they they like to crank it up loud and like and <laughs> they so go up to know, 11 yeah, in their yeah. spinal tap, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you no, know, they're they're like so they kind of um, you know, people people might think like a, a black keys kind of thing because they are uh just a duo, two brothers, obviously, and uh, they play uh just guitar and drums but they um uh, they, they make a lot of noise for It takes people.
0: a lot of talent to do to be you know i mean there, there's been a slew of them throughout the years uh from local age to yeah, uh, sure. you know to the white stripes to, to like you said black keys but uh speaking of black keys you listen to the new album new songs
1: uh, I, the, the the single. I haven't uh, heard the album. Yet.
0: I haven't listened to the album yeah. yet either. But I dig the single. I mean, I don't. You and I have had failed attempts at go seeing them together. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that they can do any wrong. All right. I think I, they're I just that them, yeah. fucking great.
1: Uh, I liked. Uh, there was a little promo video that just popped up on uh, with uh, David Cross. Did you see that? I one? didn't see that one. I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll show you I afterwards. Have to, I'll have to check it out. It's funny.
0: I love yeah. David Cross. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, so yeah. I mean. Again, we—I I talked about the monumental number that is a thousand episodes. But I mean, eight years, thousand episodes. Uh, any slowing down
1: after it? Uh, I feel like this year I've probably been the slowest. Uh, I mean, like I think I only did like three episodes in June. Uh, yeah,
0: when uh, you used to do three episodes a week, pretty yeah. consistently. But <laughs> so, but that's not bad though. Well, I mean, and I
1: also part of that was booking this because I didn't want to go past a thousand prior to having an event so i was like i was trying to
0: so what is the uh what is the plan for the episode versus the event
1: i don't know like i'm still kind of working out the details i was thinking uh, it might be fun just to record the whole concert and i uh, kind of share that as the as the event or as a as a the 10th episode and something like that with some maybe some other stuff mixed in there but i don't know i've been uh still
0: you got still I mean, you have enough. the ability yeah. to, i mean you got a little bit of time so right.
1: but i was uh Yeah, it's nice to have the options, but I just wanted to... I thought it'd be an appropriate time now to throw a party, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, you know, we've got a lot of crossover friends and we joke about your mortal enemy, and I, I, I can tell you specifically because of you, I've met a handful of people doing this podcast that I consider friends now, too, so, you know, whatever you're doing on that first thousand episodes, which is... It's still just staggering every time you say it, uh, you know. And what we talked about with all these teenagers doing shows and and being bands. Since let's just hope there's a steady stream of people to keep talking to for oh, another yeah. thousand after.
1: I mean, I just uh, did one last week. i another met another new person. You know, there's no shortage of uh, people. You know, it's like you're saying, new bands starting all the time. So I don't think there's any uh, slowing down. I think I'll, I'll constantly have a. Uh, more people to talk to and then uh new records being recorded all the
0: time I, I'll, I'll before we jump into pop culture because i do you know you, you so often you come on here and we talk about whether it was the christmas drive or our or show or your singer songwriter when you started yeah. launching that and we spend a lot of time on that and i think a lot of people have li- who, who are listening to this that know you probably hear you talk a lot about music or other podcasts or people but they i mean we'll, we'll get into just having fun and talking about pop culture but uh uh, one question I want to ask In your opinion And I'm not talking about the people that you've talked to That already have a, a, a small monocle of fame Like C Viewing, Who obviously has already been there And done that by the time he talked to the show But who do you think is the person That went from the most unknown To the most unknown In your first thousand episodes Oh man Uh I mean, because you've had a bunch yeah. of diverse groups of people, and I imagine some have went on for some radio play and yeah. some and some. I,
1: I mean, one name that comes to mind is uh, when they were first on the show it was a group called Clockwork, and then they changed their name to Hounds, um, and they went on to quite a bit of success. They went went on. Uh, Top Golf had like some kind of, um, you know, band. Yeah. talent show thing and they represented the chesterfield location uh and they got like d schneider was one of the judges oh that's and, cool and they got to like but they won the whole show and they got a recording contract uh with bmg i think and like so they won- got some really nice things and and um you know so I think they're one that. Did you have them as both Clockwork and Hounds on oh yeah, the show? Yeah, okay. they, I mean, like I said I've been following them since they were. Yeah, they were like uh, I think when I when they first did the show they were like sixteen and eighteen. Oh, that's awesome! So like they somewhere around that whatever it was. I've been following them for ten, you know, it was uh, probably ten years or more now. And then like, but they did the show and early on, and but. Um, Great young guys,
0: and and you had you you one of the guys that you've I mean like again, and that's awesome that you saw that all the way up to that. But you've even had like you know you had an almond on your show, yeah. look, and you've I know you're a big fan there, and yeah,
1: his career blew. I mean, he's he's always been he, yeah, he was. Big, but his name recognition
0: and known yeah, was good for him. Right. But but it's cool though that you've you've had like we mentioned Ewing and almond. You've had the guys that are have success and go on and still doing stuff and then you've had guys like Clockwork now Hounds and you've got I mean there's a lot of guys that are out there touring a lot now that you see too that have been started on your show doing for sure. just local stuff yeah. so it's super off it, it that's got to be one of the coolest things to see yeah I, and, and i guess we should also say too for those that don't know shane it's not just music you have stand-ups you have other podcasters i've been on a couple of times uh, uh there's all kinds of stuff that actually
1: uh, this week today's uh or yesterday when uh episodes um lady named ellie uh runs a the gentle barn it's like a an animal rescue for these like farm animals and stuff so it was kind of fun to talk something completely out of my comfort zone you know talking talking about what her work and stuff ellie lax
0: l-a-k-s i didn't see that yeah it's been a busy day busy week for me i didn't see new podcasts go up this week but
1: uh Uh, i just went out went out late last night but yeah it was like um but so that was you know again like i'm i'm open to talking to anybody i like i like meeting new people all the time and but that was the first, uh, really, like, kind of getting into that world of, um, so.
0: Well, we're going to transition off. Uh, well, before we do, though, let's July 23rd, Off-Broadway, 7 o'clock. Yep. $10 in advance. Off, do
1: that.
0: Offbroadwaystl.com um, for yeah, tickets. Yeah, offbroadwaystl.com. $14 day of. $3 minor surcharge uh, for all you pups out there. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see five great vans. Name
1: them again one more time. Uh, you got the Manus Brothers, Old Capitol Square Dance Club, Samantha Clemens, Ben Diesel, and Egan's Rats.
0: And go, go check out all of them too before you go to the show. Seven to midnight. Um, you're gonna have a blast. And I didn't make one. Joke about Ben Diesel's name yeah. through that whole thing because yeah. I wonder. I listened to his music; he sounds like a talented person, so I want to respect him. Yeah. But man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one to hold off on. <laughs> that was hurting my head yeah. the entire time because, and only because Vin Diesel has released a lot of music of his own, yeah. and it's truly awful. Right. So <laughs> he's the better version yeah. of it. So, uh, but speaking of rock, let's transition to um, what we can start with this because it might be the most metal scene in the history of TV. Uh, We're going to jump into Stranger Things. We're going to go right to that, and then we'll digress back. And I'm just going to ask you some questions about the show as a whole. But as a guy who's a music fan, and as a guy like myself who grew up fancying himself a skateboarder in the late 80s, early 90s, and a Metallica fan since the Kill Em All Days, how fucking awesome was that scene yeah. in that sh- in, in it. and we're referring to eddie being the distraction while shredding yeah. to master of puppets
1: eddie the freak eddie yeah. the freak yeah that was uh that was a very iconic scene uh, i i've i i mean especially master of puppets uh great song and now I saw, like, it's charting on all the charts again after 25 years. Just like, like Kate Bush. Kate right. Bush is still number one, yeah. but it went and
0: shot up to number nine in, like, two days. Yeah. Like.
1: But I think, like, the same thing, like, you know, speaking of that, uh, with Kate Bush, like, that song, that moment was, like, the first part. That was, like, that pivotal scene and such an incredible scene, too. Like, I I'm really, like, heavy watching that because, like, I, you know, like, the kind Of the, I mean, for as much as for Stranger Things, but like the metaphor of like that your favorite song can like, pull, yeah, pull you out of whatever hell you're in, yeah, you know, like and I, I felt that way about a lot of music, you know, there's music's always uh, been there to you know when I needed it, and uh, so like to see it like visualize like that was really well done, and uh, and I think that's why that song resonated so much. I mean, it's it's, it's a fun, catchy song, but I think that, that seeing it all play out like that really connected with a lot of people
0: and along those lines too i don't think it was uh i don't think it's an accident in fact i think the duffer brothers and they've got a lot of projects coming up one being the talisman which was what lucas was reading to max in the hospital um so there's a they've got a lot of things that they do well and i don't think it was an accident that they took a character eddie who was the ringleader for the dungeons and dragons which at the time the show was set in was considered a demonic, a poison on society, that character was completely misunderstood through, by the rest of the town. Right. And little do they know that this misunderstood misfit who played D&D, who quote-unquote worship Satan, used metal, which was also the devil's right. music, to save everybody. Right. I think, like you said, like the comparisons that they used throughout the whole show, and then honestly, just as the music they chose overall, because... You know, up until this season, it's been. This is the. For those that don't know, this is the penultimate season. Next season is the last season. So this season was definitely a mood shift. There's always been stakes. There's always been stuff. But all the music has been, and I I apologize to the band that does this, it's been that 80s Atari synth pop kind of music. And it's always been good. Right. But this was a year they were like. I don't know if it was like Netflix is like, well, here, you guys got a blank checkbook. Just go do what you want. But waiting till the most important season, and I'll go ahead and say it right now, I consider it the best season, and that's big words because every season's great. Uh, But the most important season at the turning point in all these kids' life, to use music to to outline what was going on. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I know we, we jumped to the final episode because it was, I mean, it's, I think there's been articles written that it might be the greatest single scene in TV, especially in the streaming era. Yeah,
1: that was awesome.
0: It might be the most metal scene oh, of yeah. all time. And it's certainly, all of that is wrapped around the most um, you know, heroic comeuppance for a character that had been misunderstood through the whole thing. And the guy, Joseph Quinn, who's British, I believe he's British, I know he's, he's English, British, something like that, um, he knew how to play it. He learned how to play it for the scene, and I saw that you know Metallica came out and said, "Man, his fingers were moving perfect." He did it; he nailed it. Uh, You know, I mean, and so there's a whole generation of '80s kids that learned how to play guitar to that song, and for this guy to know how to do it offered a little bit more credibility to it. But so after I've I've done polished the knob of the Duffers in that scene, you know, I already said it was my favorite scene, but I or my favorite season, and we can talk about why, but. As a whole, what was what was what did you think about this season?
1: I, I, I everything you just said. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was really well done. I mean, I've been a fan of the whole series, but uh, this for I don't know. I think part of it had to do with like three years off. Like you know, like I was anticipating a lot, and it was you just got excited when it was finally back around. And uh, but the like the whole um, you know high school '80s, like all of it kind of come together perfectly in the soundtrack like i mean i listen to the soundtrack a bunch at work uh just listening to the music because it's a great soundtrack but and like i said it wasn't that wasn't really there before but uh really like um it was fun to hear the collection of songs and 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 um but i thought they did a great job i thought uh eddie was a a, a huge addition to the cast this year i
0: said uh, it on this show i think i said it on the show and i've certainly said it to everyone who will listen to me talk about it I don't know that a show, and again, everybody in, throughout the history of the show gives me shit for the hyperbole that I, I, I often spew. But I don't know that two writers have ever, in, in TV, ever given us so many characters every season that we enjoyed. Right. They just keep adding people. And even in, when they're bad guys like Jason or even Billy, they are they do their job well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, it's... I forget the guy, his name, but the
1: the like the jock, guy. As Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. There,
0: there's also some cool things, Easter eggs in the season too. So you you know how Jason dies yeah. in the, this episode. Again, spoiler warning, but fuck it, you know it's what we're doing. Uh, so you know him and Lucas have this epic fight. The only problem I have with the season is he beats Lucas up when he hits him that many times in real life. <laughs> but it still makes for a great episode, our great season, our great great scene. Uh, but when Jason's on the ground and the split happens, it cuts him right in half. Well, earlier in the season when Lucas was. Drinking, Jason says it feels like it's ripping you in half, right? So he's foreshadowed his own death earlier in the, the season, yeah. which they do cool stuff like that all the time. But yeah, I mean, Eddie, it, and what's so fun to me is a guy who loved sports, played sports, um, also had the artistic side, and 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 honestly grew up loving Dungeons and Dragons. It's so weird that we are to the day and age to where and it and I think it it's less about hipster popularity or or counterculture or, or I think it's less about that, more about if you truly ride a guy well, no matter what that character's about, people will like it. And so a Dungeons and Dragons nerd from the eighties become the most beloved character on TV this right. year, just cracks – Eddie was not a great guy. Like he wasn't a bad guy, but he was a drug dealer. He bullied his group. He, he you yeah. know, but he was misunderstood and he was loved. And yeah. that's, I mean, as a guy that loves writing as well and has a lot of friends who are writers, I don't know that you could. I, I, everyone should be jealous over to a person's ability to create a character like his and have it be accepted by. Everyone, there's jocks out there yeah. that hate Dungeons and Dragons. It's like,
1: yeah, Eddie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, really well done.
0: I think also, I think one of the other things too about the what we talked about with the music and the difference in this season, I think one of the things, that's it's gonna what I'm gonna ask you about next is we've seen we've seen the the demogorgon, uh, essentially two seasons in a row, basically. Then we saw the mind flare in three, and we were led to believe that the mind flare is the big bad. Even this season as we were going, we were we were under the impression that Vecna won or Henry however you want, slash 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 like the jokes that they even use, right. um, that Vecna was just the chosen acolyte for the mind Flayer because Vecna could had the ability to reach through the, the rift into the, the other world but then by the end of it, which you know is where I'm going with this by the end of it we find out that Vecna or you know one is the big bad. I think the reason I like this season so much and the reason they use the music and the reason we we really relate to the high school, the kids are growing up and it's the perfect time to to reveal the big bad. And and I think because the big bad was actually used to is someone with 11's powers and someone that was a real person, I think it got a lot more weight. And the Mind Flare, obviously, was supposed to be scary. But I think Vecna's scarier. We know that there's... There's now reasons behind It's not like a mindless animal doing what it's doing. It wants revenge, and it hates people. He, I think, man, I tell you again, going back, also going back to the, you know, tooting the horn for their writing, is they tied this writing all the way up. And I even read an Easter egg where, like, when uh, Billy got possessed, there were four chimes on a the clock then. So they've been doing, this isn't an accident. Right. So what do you, what do you think of, uh, what do you think the whole one Vecna Henry thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really, I thought that played out really nicely, uh, you know, the, the whole, be, you know, backstory, uh, and, and especially, like, linking it back to one, you know, yeah. like, so you kind of got an idea, like, that this has been going on for many years before, you know, obviously with the, the rest of the kids and all the other story that they were sharing and stuff, so, um, but yeah, I, I just thought that played out really nicely, that, that uh, and especially, like, we had already got... Some previews of that scene uh, in the Rainbow Room and stuff like. um, Oh yeah, yeah, another season. So like when it all like kind of came together uh, with you know Young Eleven and stuff like that was, I thought that was pretty nice uh, tying it, bring it all together. They
0: even gave us a good job this season of during the season. Certainly, I'm not one of those guys that told you he uh, he nailed Sixth Sense from the very beginning. Like what was going on in that movie, and I certainly in this season. I assumed that the intern was going to be a bad guy, but I didn't expect him to be one, and I certainly didn't expect one to be Henry. Right. I didn't expect him to be the kid. Right. Um, and, and along with that, how they did a great job for five of the, the nine episodes, six of the nine episodes, of letting it seem like Eleven was the one that killed all the students. Right. But almost like, oh, man, maybe Eleven, you know, this she is dangerous. But no, I mean it was him the whole time, and that was I thought that was really well done. Um, there is some criticisms for people. I I certainly one I can understand the biggest criticism of this season, but two think that they need to you know just shut their pie holes. And that and I want to get your thoughts too. The biggest criticism is the Hopper story felt unnecessary. People said like you didn't need Hopper's part of the story in order to accomplish anything this season. Did you enjoy the
1: Hopper part? Yeah, I mean, I th- I mean, I think with any of this, like the fact that they drug it out as far as they did, there was a lot that could have easily been cut. Um, I still, uh, I mean, I like the Hopper character. Uh, David Harbour's yeah. chews up scenery as right. him. He's great, and uh, now he's in shape. He's oh not man. the tubby guy. Yeah. They 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 really gave you a sense that he's been tortured. Right. There, and we got a lot more Yuri, and 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 what's a, uh, the, uh
0: the comedian, I yeah. forget his name, that speaks, who's the best thing on right. the screen every time he's on the screen. Like
1: all of, uh, yeah, because he does karate now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he actually whoops people's yeah. ass a little bit. But all those like, there's a lot of great dialogues and things back and forth between all those guys, like uh,
0: the two new Russian or, characters. Yeah. And, and I guess we're going to see his the Russian come back as the the
1: guard, yeah, as a as a member of the group. I don't know. So I don't know that it's like completely worth pointless, but like I I, I agree that it could have easily been trimmed. Uh, but I think, like, there was, there was still some good on screen stuff with him.
0: I think that, and a lot of people said that the last episode could have been shorter. Here's the deal pause it halfway through, and you got two one hour episodes and be quiet. Yeah. There's no reason. I mean, look, just because something it, Netflix did invent binge watching doesn't mean you have to binge watch everything. And you could have come. So I don't like hearing that. But I also don't like hearing the argument that it was pointless because, one, we knew. Hopper was going to stay alive right. We knew it From the very end When they showed the teaser We At the end of it The post-credit scene We knew that um, There was going to be a way That they had to get him back This made sense Getting him back this way Made sense Like it was if for no other reason, excuse me, I burped mid-sentence there. <laughs> if for no other reason, it was it was just a story of him getting back. I do agree with them to say that, you know, them destroying all the shadow inside of all of the Demogorgons, that was like a stretch. I, they could have just said the, they can't let these Demogorgons out because they know the weight of what they can do. Um, so... I, you know that doesn't that did not bother me. I mean that that was the part of it. That I was like, ah, it's, that's not a good reason for him. It could have just made it. Hey, over the years I've become a hero. I'm, I still need to be a hero, but like you said, every character was likable. Hell, even uh, owner Ryder is likable, in it. You know she's great. Uh, um, so you had to get him back. You have to get them all back together before the final season, the final showdown.
1: Right. That's the thing. It definitely felt like there was like they were all in groups. They were all spread out all over the world. Yeah. And that like, was
0: well, sorry. That was the other criticism yeah. too. Is people were like Will and Jonathan and yeah. Mike were pointless. And they there was a lot of people said we know Will's going to come out as gay, but they're dragging it out. Okay. So what? Some of the some of the stuff that happened with them. You got Argyle. You got a cool action sequence with the military so what? Yeah. You know, it's good T V. Even if you think that it made for a longer season, quit your bitching. Yeah. You're getting to see one of the greatest sci fi fantasy shows of all time.
1: Right. I just yeah, I don't know. I I, I think with with social media and everything else, everybody just got an opinion and everybody wants to shit on everything. It's like nobody's ever happy with like it could be the greatest thing and people are still gonna have be able to pick it apart for whatever reason. It's like I just take it for what it is. It's entertaining, and I had a good time watching it.
0: My only, my only real, real, real nitpicking criticism is it isn't that. Uh, it, it is just more like uh, my suspension of disbelief. I know we're already talking about a sci-fi show, yeah. and we're talking about the military involved, but everybody leaving or not leaving um, Hawkins at the end. Made no sense, especially when they were gathered on the hill and they seen all the smoke and the fire, or the the red coming up. It if that was going on the whole time, it's impossible to hide from the America <laughs> you know, with an earthquake. So that was kind of silly, but it made for a cool super, uh, you know, an Avengers pose. All right. Um. So I'm okay with it in a sense, but. You know, Hawkins be gone. You know, there ain't no, there's very little Hawkins left after this. And if it's going to be the epicenter of this final battle, and and I trust them like that, the way it ended with that scene and them watching, it almost was like it almost feels like was season five just an entire fight there in Hawkins because it's already open. You know, they're already together. What? What? How are they going to? Because they got to create some kind of division and and then everybody's got to reunite for a big win at the end you know there's got to right. be some kind of hail mary win uh so again that's just nitpicking that's just super nitpicking um i i do like kind of um they kind of for did a little bit of a this all started with will being abducted and now that he's back in hawkins will can still feel vecna and i'm like so will's gonna you know and for those that were like well you know they weren't very important this season. Will's gonna be important again next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duffer Brothers haven't ignored one character. They right. may have looked like it, but I, like again with the chimes and all the stuff, I feel like it's they're slow playing and they're not ignoring them. Just wait and see where it goes. And you know, speaking of Matt uh, Basler being on, he's we've been on this show before, and he and I had talked about people's reactions to like, well, I don't know that they need to do this or all oh, that right. shitty because of this. Just hey. When it's all said and done Then judge it Like he, he even said He goes People kind of like Rush to jump to conclusions Or rush to nitpick Before the entirety Of the story's out Can we just appreciate Good writing And wait for it to end But Right It was So how do you feel About the season As Or Hall well, Compared to the others Is this, would you think This is the best one
1: I, My opinion yeah, I, I think it's my favorite uh, I think it's Really well done, well written, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens uh, next.
0: Now, I, I am going to, I am going to cheat here because I'm an episode that the next episode of my show that the two six 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 that does drop as we're recording this a little bit later today. I pulled the same tra- I pulled the same uh, segue from Stranger Things to Doctor Strange. You had said you recently watched that as well. Yeah. I'm not going to dive into it, but I really want to hear your thoughts on that. Because that's been a bit of a polarizing movie for the MCU, because it was the mo- most vastly different. what you th- and you, you saw it on Disney Plus? I'm guessing. Yeah. What'd you think?
1: Uh, I, I I'm glad uh, that I just watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, I I think it was it was entertaining. It was it was fun. It had good some good moments. I think ultimately I was disappointed. I think. Maybe. Now, were you
0: surprised, or did you know who the big bad was? going into watching it. Um,
1: I uh, I mean I, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I I don't I have there's a couple of them I haven't watched.
0: But I mean Wanda you didn't know Wanda was going to be no. the sole villain of the show.
1: No. No. I'd watch WandaVision but I didn't watch uh, but I didn't know that exactly what direction they were going to take this, yeah. but
0: Well even those that did watch it and me and Jay talked about this last week, even those people that did watch WandaVision right. you still didn't know that this was the direction uh, they were
1: going to take it. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like repetitive in a sense. Like, um, you know, it was a lot of just wanting like, you know, giving my kids and, and killing you know, people. Like, <laughs> you know, I was just like kept that like going.
0: It, it didn't feel like a very long story. Right. If does that make sense? Like, because it starts with the dream, and then there's no no break. It's yeah. just them on the run. Right. Like, there's no. There's no regrouping at any point. There's no downtime at any point. It's just almost constant. Now I want to ask you: Are are you a Sam Raimi fan? And, like as a whole?
1: I'm, I mean, I, I don't know a ton of his work. I know Evil Dead, like, but that's maybe about it. Like, you just know of you. Right. I know he did Spider-Man also. Yeah. And- so I, I mean, I'm. Um, I
0: like so again for sorry for the redundancy for this last episode I uh, the last times we've talked about this but I'm a massive Sam Raimi fan. And when you are a big Sam Raimi fan, if you've seen all his movies, you have to be you 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 have to know certain things are going to happen. The close-up uh agitated camera shots like when the demons were attacking Wanda, the the spirits and the the real zoom in and out on the faces and the the crazy 360 jittery camera thing, that's going to happen. The Weird looking zombies are going to happen, and when I had went and seen this at the theater, I left the theater disappointed. And then I said, I told people I waited a few days, and I liked it more. (laughs) And what I liked about it was the Sam Raimi stuff, like it's a Sam Raimi movie, and I love Sam Raimi movies. And I watched it again this past week, just like you. Uh, And I gotta tell you, I went from my rating on this movie was like a three out of five using our scale three and then it went up to like a four because i love sam Raimi, and i watched it again and i if i could give we only give uh grades in in increments of a a quarter so i don't want to give it a 275 but i might give it a 295 and break my own code i don't even know it's quite a three. like i i I told jay i'll probably never watch it again um and that's that's too bad because he's going to be kind of the next iron man Right. In which Iron Man two kind of sucked, so maybe that's, <laughs> that's what we maybe this is what we should do.
1: I also kind of felt like, um, you know, being multiverse of madness like that, we might get more multiverse than but three, right?
0: Yeah, they're they really the the most multiverse right. part was just quick blinks yeah. through everything
1: and i was like you know you, they showed you possibilities uh the paint yeah. and the pixelated yeah and
0: cool stuff, stuff. I and mean, oh, fun there. stuff right. that you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time on no, but it was but, but still
1: it would have been like just kind of funny to or at least entertaining to pop into like some of the a couple different things like more than uh the the three that they you know they pretty much the settings of for the whole film so uh there was i don't know i just feel like there could have been more of that there could have been uh, a little bit more in the story but um I don't know Yeah I just um, I did like uh, my, Probably my favorite part uh, Was Bruce Campbell uh, A cameo That was uh, I thought I was I, I haven't seen it yet yeah.
0: But there's an extended scene With him More than what he did oh, In the Yeah, yeah uh, And you know Again Being a massive Sam Raimi fan I'm always love I always love Bruce Campbell yeah. But that whole final Post credit scene Where he's done Beating himself up right. That is a nod To Evil Dead 2 To where his hand Gets possessed yeah. And beats the shit Out of himself So it's there's the there's the things in there that make me love this film, sure. but again overall it was disappointing. Now you said you haven't seen the whole of the MCU. Unfortunately, I'm i a, I'm a, like a, uh, a comic book degenerate. I consume it like I'm a, it's crack. Um, are you gonna watch Love and Thunder?
1: Uh, I'd like to. Yeah, I, mean, there, I didn't watch like I don't. There's only a couple I've I've missed. Uh, I haven't like like I haven't watched Loki. Oh, it's awesome! I need to watch that series. Uh, Did you watch Hawkeye? Uh, no.
0: Oh, uh, see, now that's my favorite of the Disney Plus. Like
1: I said, there's a couple. I, but I, uh, like I say I watched WandaVision. Um, I watched um, a couple. I, I don't think I've ever actually watched Thor: or Ragnarok. Oh, that's the best one. Um, so I need to go back. One you
0: need minute. to watch that before Love and Thunder yeah. because one. Of the, I mean, every once in a while. The, they do something others like you feel like there's a big step forward in MCU like you've seen We had a lot of good movies, and then they brought in James Gunn to do Guardians. We're like, well, this is different. This is a big step forward. And then they brought in uh, Taika Waititi to do uh, Ragnarok, which is, is amazing. Well, before that, they even brought in the uh, the Russo brothers for for uh, Civil War or uh, 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 Winter Soldier, and that led to them doing Endgame and Infinity War. But yeah, the you need to you have to check out Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've been trying to like catch up a little bit because I did want to watch uh, some of these other newer movies, and I feel like I need to, you know, it's all connected, obviously. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to do my homework before. <clears throat> yeah, that the only thing I will say about Love and
0: Thunder is just do Ragnarok first because, yeah. and you don't have to do everything else. You don't even. I mean, you wouldn't even have to really do Endgame, but it's taika, taika watiti's sense of humor and everything is just right at my wheelhouse I, I don't know if you've watched it but we've talked about it on this show uh his uh i don't know why i'm blanking of it uh pirate show on on hbo max is it's so good <laughs> and it's the most gay show on tv <laughs> i mean it's it's hilarious but uh he's awesome you know he's the voice of Korg also the big rock guy that's going to be in Love and Thunder and he's in Ragnarok and yeah. and yeah so if you're going to do any of it give it give that chance and then also watch Hawkeye I think Hawkeye's the single best show they did on, on Disney Plus now I'm telling you all this find the time to do your thousand yeah. episode your thousand and one episode your work yeah. so you got to do it. I don't know how I do it sometimes uh, but you know see every once in a while you know you just got to you just got to sit down and just shotgun some stuff
1: sure. yeah man yeah i uh, uh i don't know there's uh especially like lately um so stacy's working evenings uh for those that don't know your wife yeah and so there's like a lot of she's working 6p to 6a uh, oh boy so like there's a lot of nights where i'm just like at home and i'll you know I'll, I'll get that's when i get hold you know to be able to actually watch my what i want instead of like I mean, you know her watching or watching the shows we watch together or watching whatever she you know
0: she wants what is your shows you guys watch together uh like what's the big ones because you well, you're you're fairly in touch with pop culture what's the big ones
1: we just got well we started big brother the other night uh, oh i haven't watched it. i never
0: watched i do watch all the mtv stuff the challenge yeah. and all that but I, haven't, I don't watch big brother um
1: which uh, we started challenge uh that which they brought in like all the the usa yeah that
0: was last night right so that's yeah, my so night we watched, tonight we
1: watched that also and which uh, this first time I really got into the challenge, but like I like, I like that they brought in all the people from the other
0: all the other CBS shows, properties, yeah. Paramount properties. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Now, now, do you guys ever do
0: consume together shows like um, other big uh, you know pop culture bending shows like like that hit the map like Yellowstone and things like that? Mm-hmm. Are there any of them that like you guys ever sat down and watched together? Well, like, we like uh, Stranger Things, obviously. Did did she
1: watch that? Not this season. We in the past we have, but. Uh, she was, she acted like she wasn't too interested, but she said she will. Well, she yeah, always yeah. seems like a nice girl, but you have yeah. to leave her. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, we watch uh, like I don't know Chicago Fire and PD and oh. uh, we watch those uh, shows. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, Don't don't think I'm judging. Yeah. She
0: comes across as a very uh, CBS drama lover. No, actually, we know drama. I don't That's think, TNT, you, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we actually like. Like we, years ago it was like the CSI in Miami.
0: Oh yeah, we yeah, yeah. It. I don't even know who does Chicago yeah. Fire, so I'm just throwing yeah. shit out there. Yeah, like we,
1: that's NBC, but we uh, uh, we haven't watched the CBS shows. And,
0: well, and, well, what I mean by that is it's funny too because yeah. it's weird. It's we're almost to the point in life where like if someone does say, "Oh man, I really watch Blue Bloods or oh, Chicago right. Fire or something," you're like, "Oh, I forget there's network TV. Yeah, right? I forget that's yeah. a real thing because I have Paramount sure. and I have." You know, there's those jokes on the internet that, like, uh, uh, the Captain Planet thing, and it's Netflix, Hulu, Paramount, and they combine, and I'm the same price as cable, yeah, sorry. so it's, uh, but yeah, that's funny. Man, no, no, does she work five days a week, or is her schedule, like, four days, or... Uh it's uh
1: it rotates i mean
0: Uh, because that because with her working overnight and you work when you do and then doing the a lot of the music shows you do like what you guys like hang out from like seven in the morning till
1: nine in the morning is that uh, your hangout well i'm working six to four so there's uh so we like sometimes we eat a dinner together and then she goes right to work yeah you know something like that but uh so it's kind of weird sometimes but
0: I joke, too, because yeah, I do see when you sure. guys do things together on there yeah, and stuff. We,
1: we, and, but, like, so right now, well, she gets a three-day weekend every other weekend. So those... Uh, that makes more... That's I, what I was going to go with. And around. I get three-day weekends also every weekend. So, like, every other weekend, we, you know, we get to do all kinds of fun stuff together. So
0: Well, let, let people know, too, because, like I said, I, we wanted to give a peek behind the curtain that uh-huh. is Shane Presley. So when you're not recording a 1,000 episodes, or going to a 1,000 concerts, or... Um, watching stranger things and the wife's not working what do you guys usually what's what's a fun weekend for you guys get away or
1: um well we, well we're, we're kind of like right now we've been saving up because we're going to florida in september so that's our big big trip uh but yeah. just uh like any family down there or just going for you yeah. just you two her uh her brother lives in jacksonville and uh we're picking him up along the way to uh we're going part part of this was all booked around. We're, me and Sean are going to see Chili Peppers in Orlando.
0: Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. You did. You told me about that once when I was talking to you last time.
1: Right. So we're, uh, and then we're going to vacation for the week in Daytona.
0: That's awesome. Um, did you ever watch The Good Place? No. Oh, there's a character on The Good Place named Jason who's from Jacksonville, Florida. And no. anytime anyone now, that, that show was so good. And the I don't know that there's a show that's ever stuck the landing as good as they did. But anytime someone says that they are going or they're from Jacksonville, I think of Jason on there, who's yeah. like the biggest Jacksonville fan of it. And when he was, uh, when he before he had died and went to the good place, Blake Bortles was still alive, so they didn't. No one had the heart to tell him that Blake Bortles had moved on <laughs> from the Jaguars. Yeah. But uh, uh, well, that'll be fun. That'll be a good trip.
1: Yeah. But other than like than that, we like. I mean, we like going out to the movies. We like, you know trying new spots or restaurants and you know whatever now i
0: know we do different podcasts a little bit i mean we both still focus on certain things that overlap but do you ever like do you ever get the urge to like you're gonna go to this essentially this road trip you guys driving or flying yeah
1: we're we're gonna drive yeah
0: we're doing that to denver this we're leaving at 3 a.m saturday morning and driving straight through the denver uh It's going to be the longest drive I ever did with my girls. And I have two daughters and a wife, you know, obviously. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, But that's beside the point. Uh, But do you ever have the urge to just do an episode like you get back in town? Like, you know what? The first fucking episode I'm going to do, I'm going to review the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. It's very not what you do. Right. But I feel like going to Orlando to see them is worth talking about for for an episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure... uh We'll come up and we'll probably talk do something i mean like um like take the guy that goes with you
0: and you guys talk about your experience i mean yeah uh it's also a cheap way to do an episode trust me when i come back yeah. i came back from new york i spent an entire half an episode talking about new
1: york right. so yeah i don't know it's like typically for me it's like like a lot of my life comes up in episodes with my guests like it's hard for me to like you know, just sit and talk about it by myself.
0: Yeah, or, you don't or, force any. Yeah. You don't force yourself. I mean, listen. All me and my guys do is force our personal lives into the fucking <laughs> right. episode sometimes. But you, you just let it come up, which is yeah. which is great, and it, it works. Uh, but I'm like, you know, just being the music theme. I'm like, that's a big deal. Like, sure. like if I if I were to ever go to see the Rolling Stones, you know, I yeah. would that that there's not going to be much chances to talk about a Rolling Stones concert. Not that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are that age, but you know they're still getting up there too and that's a pretty epic trip to go see
1: right just, yeah we, i mean really like uh you know we picked orlando because he lives down there and he want he's a huge fan so was, yeah you know that was why it made sense to go that way and set him for and they were only doing like you know nashville or chicago and i was like well you know at least, at least if we can go down there we can get a beach vacation out of it also yeah. so yeah
0: it, you planned your vacation around a red-hot yeah, chili bed, so yeah. you're very, very Shane Presley well, of you. also,
1: uh, <laughs> also our anniversaries that week. Uh, oh, that's so awesome. it's our, our, our first night down there. Will be How our, many years? Uh, that'll be our eighth anniversary. Awesome. For, uh, married. So Yeah. yeah. How long have you been together? Uh, another
0: five on that. So. Oh, 13 years. Yeah. That's so. I. I would tell you that's the same me as my yeah. wife, but I always get it wrong. Okay. I know my oldest daughter's twelve, and I think we were together two years before she was born. Right. I have no clue. <laughs> it's getting. I could just tell you like she was born in twenty ten. I think we started. I, I'm pretty sure we got married in two thousand nine. Right. So I just know the day. You just don't ever miss the day. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you So uh. I had. I oh. What about, uh, what about, uh, let's, let's, let's tie it back into stuff going on. And I don't just mean the, uh, I mean, for those that don't know and don't follow Shane on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram, and we'll give out socials at the end, you always do a great job of throwing out what concerts are coming up. But what, uh, what, any big concerts St. Louis wise coming up that you're looking forward to? Like big acts coming through?
1: Uh, honestly, I I haven't really, um, been paying too much attention. Nothing, nothing nothing really on my radar but most time when they're at that level like i'm i it's hard for me to get too excited there's only a couple bands that i really like you know we mentioned black keys and I, i'll i'll go see them a lot of times i don't think i'm gonna hit this year's though because it's like it's at the amphitheater and i'm just like yeah it's hard for me to get excited to go sit in the grass or or to spend a you know a
0: couple that much bucks. on the seats yeah, yeah.
1: and uh but did, we, we are did you end up see,
0: going and seeing chris rock you texted me about yeah, that how yeah. was that
1: it was good i mean it was a, it was a fun show um
0: Sorry, sorry to get you sidetracked, but I just remembered yeah. you had text me, and I was out of town yeah. on that.
1: But it was, uh, I mean, you know, it was, it was uh, an interesting experience, being that uh, it was my first time actually having to like lock my phone up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because they do that. Right. They don't like anybody, any
0: chance for anyone recording.
1: Yeah. They keep you keep your phone, but you got to put it in this pocket, and like, in, and it's like, uh, and then you have to, if you go to the lobby or whatever, they can unlock it and whatever. But so they unlock your phone on the way out. Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, it's just so does that make it it adds
0: time getting in and out right
1: it really well or is it just so smooth and we also uh so uh but these tickets, i was given uh tickets and they were in like vip so like we didn't have to deal with oh that's uh, awesome line so it was for us it was very
0: but you did uh, see one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time which is awesome
1: and he and he's great like uh really liked his material a lot for there i mean i'm sure no mention of will smith he uh only thing he said was like i'm all right i'm okay you know yeah 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 because like, he said he when he comes up
0: decides to talk about it it's gonna be funny yeah and it but it's later
1: yeah it wasn't like i mean it might be more in in the you know when he actually tapes it or something but uh that's basically all you just you know addressed it saying it, the first thing he said was just like i'm okay you know, yeah that's like, uh so that's pretty cool though
0: yeah, yeah. well i'll tell you this so we've got Uh, and I've, we've already saw a handful of shows this year. Most of the shows I've seen has been with my daughter. Um, and she just, and I love, I love, I think we talked about how music can make you feel i'm convinced my daughter has no feelings whatsoever towards anything except music right. it's the only thing she loves uh she i'm convinced she doesn't like most things but she loves music and she's very passionate which is probably one of i mean she's a funny kid and she's very hard working and she's got a lot of good traits but i think one of the most traits i'm proud of is from her is that she can latch on to music i mean i've taken her to see louis tomlinson harry styles uh I didn't get to take her to the Wallows, but I did take her to this uh, role model. And she still cries when, when it, they play the song that she wants to hear. And that, I hope she never loses that because right. that's awesome. But as a family, we're, we're going to go see uh, – we did go see the Lumineers, but we are going to go see Judah and the Lion coming up. And then we're also going to... And I'm leading into a question I'm going to ask you if you're familiar with the band that I'm going to go see here in a few weeks. Uh, but one of the other things, me and my wife are going to go see Wu-Tang Clan coming up. Oh, yeah, nice. So we're excited about that.
1: Yeah, but, and Nas.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Nas, and I love Nas. Um, but on the 24th of Sunday, uh, my brother and me, one of our lifelong favorite... Not, not just favorite bands, but one of our favorite albums of all time is the double live album Waiting for Columbus from Little Feet. And they are, it's the anniversary of that album. Uh, You familiar with like Dixie Chicken and Mm -hmm, all that stuff? Well, they're going to play that album in its entirety at the factory. Now, I've yet to go to the factory and I know they're way older. I mean, it's 30 years old, but I can't wait to go see this album live and I'm excited to go to the factory because I haven't been in there. I'm sure you've been in there.
1: Yeah, a couple couple different times. What's it
0: like? Uh, It's beautiful, man. It's a... It was kind of built for those that don't know. The pageant's like one of the more famous venues in St. Louis, and they were kind. Of, the conceit of its build was supposed to be Pageant Chesterfield or Pageant West.
1: I feel like yeah, I mean, you could draw that comparison for sure. Like it's more, it's uh, set in that kind of like you know where the balcony and it's all seated up in the balcony. Um, there's uh, when you first walk in. There's like the lobby area where like the merch and the bar there's a bar out there and and um, so and there's plenty of bars inside the actual okay. performance area but there's like a nice little kind of lounge area before you walk into the venue uh, is it
0: how many people do you know how much it holds
1: because they get some big acts now I I, I feel like it's uh I think it like Somebody said the caps around like thirty five hundred or, or something. So it's like so bigger than the pageant. Bigger than the pageant.
0: Oh, so, so that's why you can get big act. It's yeah. it's when a big act wants an intimate venue. Right. Then still sell a bunch of seats.
1: And, they, and like um, you know I, I went to see Almond Betts band. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I remember the that family revival down there, and that was a seated show and this this the little feet one is a
0: seated so they have all the floor has seats on it
1: and which is super nice because like the seats that they have are like oversized especially for guys like me and you or like it's nice to have a seat we actually fit in
0: and my brother is a Mm -hmm. small guy in a sense that he's 6'2 and uh, you know 180 pounds so Uh, (laughs) only small in comparison
1: so I was glad there wasn't like some like you know just a folding chair kind of thing. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Nice. Like, and I'm not shitting on them because I've enjoyed concerts there, but like Centine Park, Music Park, yeah. when they do the seats, they're just folding chairs, right. and they stack them too close together.
1: Right. It, so these, you actually got some room. That's uh, awesome. And um, but I went to see uh, I went that one. I also went to see David Spade down there, and that was. Well, how was that? It was a
0: good. show. I haven't even got to watch yeah. his Netflix special, and I, I and I like him. Yeah. I like his. I, I and I'll be honest too. One of my favorite podcasts lately has been oh, Fly yeah, on the great, Wall. Great show, yeah. I, and they had Smigel on this week. I mean, that's been as entertaining as any podcast I think out right now.
1: I was kind of surprised at how good of an interview he really is. Like he's uh, Spades actually does a pretty good job with the show. Like, oh yeah, uh, you know. And, and,
0: I think it helps that they're talking to people they've worked with oh, most I mean, of their career. Right, and there's sometimes I do feel like Spade has a weird timed comment, hey, but I'm he's a stand-up sure. comic. That's what he does, and then. Uh, and then there's sometimes I feel like that they have a tough time getting back on track.
1: Yeah.
0: But the I think the best time is when they get their host. And, and for those that don't know, Fly on the Wall, and we've talked about on this with me and Tom, is an episode with David Spade and Dana Carvey, and they specifically talk about SNL with former writers, hosts, guests, things of that nature. And uh, they some so when they get distracted and go off topic, I think I like it even more yeah. because that means the the ho- the guest. It's having a good time, right? Like I think the Jim Downey episode was my favorite episode because he's one of the better writers, and then I'm not all the way through Smigel, but and I love Robert Smigel. I think he's brilliant, but you know he brings his triumph dog for a little bit during the episode, so he's a little more space all yeah. over the place. But uh, God, I mean, you talk about two. Speaking of Chris Rock, they I mean they get Chris Rock, they get Adam Sandler, they get. Sure. The biggest names, Tom Hanks, yeah. has been on it, so that's a great episode. But a uh, great podcast.
1: So when all the chairs are out of there, though, like it's the once you walk into the actual performance area, the whole room is like the pit. You know, it's like the the whole floor. Yeah. So they have
0: the option to make it a rock show yeah. or a a, a you know, in my case, like what I'm gonna go see, seeing a 60, 70 year old band. Yeah.
1: You know, there's like slight tears towards the back of the towards the bar, but like you know the pageant, there's like three levels yeah you get to the you know floor uh so it's like it's kind of nice that this is like once you're in you're like you're already on the concrete you're ready you know it's like yeah so um it's uh i liked it a lot and it, like there's like this uh, really nice uh centerpiece uh chandelier that's like uh like gears like uh you know yeah that's kind of the, the whole gimmick on yeah, the outside of the building because
0: it's a factory
1: right. yeah that's cool but i i feel like honestly like i you know, especially here like i mean we got some really nice you know fox and steve yeah and we got some nice theaters but like when you walk into here it's like i I've, i feel like jurassic park you know he's like we spared no expense you know? yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah. All, it's all that like, and a, it
0: was it was an expensive yeah, venue to build
1: everything is like top-notch
0: like everything's really fancy and and they're uh, making that whole area a destination area yeah. for music fans and tourists and stuff they're turning like with main event there and they're going to make Eventually that mall Is going to turn into something When all the stores yeah. are gone And then obviously Top Golf there uh, You know All capped off by that They're just The only thing they're missing Is a bigger hotel closer Right um, I know they're The valley At the end of the valley They have something But it's uh, It's a really cool I mean it's You know the music park Which is Centene And uh, that Are all both relatively new Almost kind of the same age In a sense uh, It's cool that we're getting Music out here this way More music out here this yeah. way
1: it was uh, so I went. The, my first experience over there was um, they did like a soft opening um, for friends and family thing. Yeah, and my buddies uh, Sean Cannon's Voodoo Players were the, the band of the night, and um, they post. I saw it late on Facebook, and it was like a free event if you just got. Oh, that's you, awesome! You had to get a ticket through Ticketmaster. But it was, you know, it was a free thing. But that way, you couldn't just come to the door and
0: walk uh, in. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, "Well, shit, I, I can do this." Like I said, I got the ticket, and I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm like, "Well, they play in, you know, half an hour." I was like, "I can make that." I'm like, "Yeah." like, "It's 15 minutes down." That's road. awesome. So that was like, you know, super nice that I uh, compared to you know driving like 45 minutes to or whatever to go to the pageant show. And, and it's good.
0: like, like I said, it's a cool for us to have. Like for one of the things we do, especially with my daughter, when she drags me, whether it's uh, to the loop of the pageant or things like that we do she likes to get there earlier because she has to get barricade yeah. so that usually means for some of these bands like for instance harry styles and louis <laughs> tomlinson we right. were we were there five hours early yeah. but i mean but you had to i mean harry styles might be the most famous musician on the planet right now and we got there t- four four and a half hours early so she could wait in line for two hours to get merch and we didn't have to worry about waiting to get tickets because our seats because we have to sign seats in that one but she wanted merch and it was a two-hour wait to get merch. And then for Louis Tomlinson, it was cold. And the, they had both gates o- doors open for the pageant. And it wrapped all the way around the block and met in the uh, back. Yeah. I, you know what that... That's a long line. Yeah, sure. um, so... But what I'm saying though So when we go down We always go down extra early To where we're going Whether it's to the Loop Or downtown And we'll hit a good restaurant Or something Well that little Chesterfield spot They kind of gave you Like an extended date night thing Right there Whether it is top golfer Made event or something It's a I mean for those that aren't From St. Louis It's a pretty cool thing To look into If you have a band That says it's the factory Go down there a couple hours early To give yourself time To have fun Yeah
1: Yeah they got I mean a lot of good shows Coming through there um, Like I are saying they, they bring in a lot of Like larger and stuff uh, I mean like uh, One I missed I'm bummed I missed Was like They had the Roots in there
0: Oh I, I definitely wanted To go see the Roots And I, I'm upset about that too
1: That would have been a cool night I uh, mean
0: phrenology And the Tipping Hat Are my two of my favorite albums Hip hop albums Of all time And yeah. you know Luckily for me though Wu-Tang's You know Enter the 36 Chambers Is one of my other And I get to go see them yeah. So Minus ODB all right. yeah. <laughs> but
1: there's a... Unless
0: he's gonna be A hologram Which will be awesome <laughs>
1: They uh they were supposed to have that um like uh, Parkway Drive was supposed to be in there and they were like a you know big metal band so like I don't know they're bringing a lot of good acts and like I said Little Feet and um so I don't know it's it's uh it's a cool spot though for sure well, you get a chance to go
0: well before we sign off what what's uh, anything else you want to talk about uh anything at all you want to talk about
1: um well I I, was, I wanted to kind of say uh I think we were supposed to do this forever ago i think we were talked about going to see um jackass together and, and, and,
0: ghostbusters. and, and ghostbusters yeah and, ghostbusters uh, you, it, it fell fizzled out the day of because you had stuff going on yeah. and then jackass was just a weekday that was hard right. for us but what are you thinking now what's in your what's in your crawl i
1: don't know i mean I, but i, I definitely want to do i think we should have some some more date nights to go watch some movies.
0: I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I mean, we had a. I had a blast when we went and saw My Posse in Effect. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, Except for that one guy that was playing bass. Oh yeah. What's his name again? I don't know. Uh, he's got a podcast. Yeah. yeah a very exceptionally good podcast <laughs> called the Matt F. Basler Podcast.
1: Uh, when they uh, covered me in toilet paper. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You did. You got blasted on that one. It was good. And they gave away Christmas presents that were like boxes of Cheerios uh yeah i mean i would tell you love and thunder but uh i'm gonna be gone uh probably maybe the worst timing for my mcu life uh in the whole lifespan of the mcu i always go see them opening weekend or close thereof uh it it opened today as we record this i can't go see it today tomorrow i I mean i could go see it by myself which i do i'm not above that i'll go see a movie by myself i did that with the batman
1: i I watched jackass by myself
0: yeah that was and that was a hilarious movie uh but tomorrow my daughters are going to six flags so i won't go see it and then we play volleyball tomorrow night and then i gotta somehow come home sleep for five hours and then drive <laughs> to denver
1: and we're getting no chance to see it in denver right. so but uh, uh the funny thing about uh jackass real quick uh, was that i was like the youngest person in the crowd really uh, there was a lot of now, how old are you now? I'm 37. Okay, and I'm 44. But, like, people... I'm talking, like, there was uh, a group that were, like, probably 60s or something. What were they
0: thinking?
1: No idea. I mean, and they didn't...
0: You talk about the most dicks per minute in the history of cinema.
1: And I laughed my ass off, but they, like, didn't, like, make a sound. And I'm like, what are you doing in this movie? Are you movie, movie, movie critics? What are you? No idea. But I was, like, it was... It, they didn't... I mean, I don't know. Like they, I, Maybe they enjoyed it, but I, they, they didn't... I'm over there just cracking up, and... They didn't seem to have as much fun as I did.
0: Both my wife and I laughed our asses yeah. off. Now, I will tell you that we might have been something other than drunk.
1: <laughs> so, But we
0: laughed our asses off at that. Um, man, yeah, I, I think it's great. So, yeah, if we come up with anything, I mean... You know, obviously, you know, I get busy because of the kids uh, and you get busy because, you know, a thousand episodes. But we'll always try something. Uh, We we got stuff coming up. We can figure it out, especially when it gets colder. It seems like it gets lightens up a little bit. So I'm game on. But uh, let's tell everybody real quick. Again, let's remind them uh, one thousand episodes, eight years. I I like to say eight years, one thousand episodes and countless bands in the making. Uh, You've got your July 23rd, seven, seven o'clock. OffBroadwaySTL.com. Uh, Ten dollars in advance, fourteen at the door. Plus, you youngins get to pay seventeen or thirteen, right. or thirteen. Uh, so it's really good cost savings for you kids. Um,
1: name the bands again for me. The Manus Brothers, Old Capitol Square Dance Club, Samantha Clemens, uh, Ben Diesel, and Egan's Rats. And I'm going to tag them all in the post,
0: and then tell people
1: where they can just go to find you. You can find me at rockpaperpodcast.com uh, on the socials, and uh, you can find the show streaming wherever you're listening to fine podcasting, just like this. And,
0: and you can find him at almost any good local show on a Saturday night. Oh, so yeah. give it a go. I like to party. That's right. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it. Uh, we had a fairly good to good. Time. I don't know that we got tore up when we went and saw my passing effect, but we I had a good buzz when I left there.
1: Yeah, we uh and we had uh, some good burger over at King and. Three Kings, Three Kings,
0: Three yeah. Kings, and yeah. when now my daughter, because I went there with you, so I took the family one time. My oldest daughter, anytime we go to the loop, she's very mm-hmm. much a creature of habit, and they have gluten-free buns. So I've now eaten Three Kings maybe oh, yeah. five times since you and I did, and we, had those delicious. Yeah. Uh, now you're a regular,
1: huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I walk in and they're like, "Jeremy, your yes. spot's open." Uh, but I have nothing else for us tonight. I'm, mm-hmm. My wife's going to want me to go upstairs and cook dinner. It's Brenner tonight, so I'm excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, go check out Shane. Go check out the show. Uh, and check out all the artists that we talked about and all the artists. And, and just listen to the show so you can find some other people that eventually are going to be super awesome and popular. And they yeah, should man. be already. so
1: Yeah, man. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. And we're the music.